Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 271. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening and thanks for downloading once again. First time listeners, hello and welcome. We hope you enjoy the show. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au and right from the top I'm going to apologise for my voice. I went to see Midnight Oil in the Hunter Valley and sang every word to every song which is why I'm sounding like this. It was a great show by the way as well. On this week's show, the NBN has been labelled a waste of money. By the PM himself, Malcolm Turnbull. There's a new 4K Telstra TV has been launched as well with even more content and a Maysim enters the energy business. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the products that can prevent your credit card being skimmed. Samsung has launched its new smart appliances and the cool new Star Wars gadgets for young Jedis. And we'll finish it off with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show for you, so let's get cracking. Well, the NBN uh, is a red-hot topic. Uh, There's a lot of uh, criticism for the NBN. Just last week, there was some news from the telecommunications industry ombudsman to say that complaints about the NBN had actually risen in 12 months by nearly 160%. Not a good look, but you know what? At the rate that the NBN is being rolled out, I think it's like something like 40,000 homes a month. Uh, of course, you're going to get some complaints, but that's not an excuse. I'm not here to make excuses for the NBN. I'm here to talk about what Malcolm Turnbull said about the NBN today. Our Prime Minister, former Communications Minister, I should add, uh, he called, well, someone asked him, do you think the NBN is a waste of time, and a waste of money, and do you think that the the project was a mistake? And his answer to that was yes. So uh, he's he's of he then referred to the fact that this is something that the coalition inherited from the Labor Party, which is right. Uh, the Labor set about to create the NBN when they were elected in two thousand and seven. I think work got underway, and when the coalition got back into power in twenty thirteen. I think the alarm bells rang because the coalition government saw that prices, the, the, the budget was really blowing out and was on track to hit about $70 billion, which is way above what was the planned budget in somewhere, I think it was $42 billion to begin with. Anyway, the, the coalition decided, and Malcolm Turnbull as communications minister was greatly responsible for this decision, was the decision was to knock the, the, the to, rather than having fibre to the premises for every home, that was then decided to uh, new ways to reach to, for the fibre to reach your neighbourhood. 
uh, using the existing copper lines. So then all these new technologies were introduced. We're talking fibre to the node, fibre to the building, taking over HFC, so hybrid fibre coaxial existing infrastructure, uh, NBN fixed wireless, even satellite uh, connections as well. So what we ended up with was a bit of a hodgepodge of technology. Not everyone was going to get fibre to the premises. Some were going to get it to the node. I, I'm here uh, in my home. I live in the eastern suburbs and if, of Sydney, and I am going to be, I'm going to receive fibre to the curb, which uh, means that the cable, the fibre will be run to the telecom pit near my home and exist, uh, connect to the existing copper line that serves my home. So the, the copper line, however long it's going to be, is what's going to bring the NBN the final few metres to my modem. Now, the connection, the first fibre to the curb connection was actually, coincidentally, also the same day that Malcolm Turnbull called it a massive waste of money. This, uh, the, the first install of this new technology was in the Melbourne suburb, the northern Melbourne suburb of Coburg. And the fibre test, well, they did a test with the connection and it achieved speeds of 109 megabits per second down and 44 megabits per second up using VDSL technology over a 70-metre copper line. So the fibre was uh, brought to the pit in front of this trial home, and the rest of the way, 70-metre copper line still achieved those speeds, which I think uh, is is pretty good. But that that's half the battle here. A lot of people are criticising the fact that we had an opportunity to go fibre everywhere, and Malcolm Turnbull put the brakes on that plan because it was going to cost up to upwards of $70 billion. Now, looking, if, if we're having this conversation in 10 years' time, I'd say that we're going to be still spending money on the NBN, upgrading parts of the NBN uh, to fibre in some of these areas. Now, the, the areas where copper is still being retained, the copper is in good condition. There have been areas where the copper has been replaced by fibre, and the old copper's been thrown away. But in a lot of cases, the copper still works. And in this trial, if it's to be believed, this is from an NBN press release, they achieved 109 megabits per second downstream over 70 metres of that connection was a copper line where fibre was brought to the curb. Uh, this whole debate, I think, is... It's had people divided. There are a lot of people who are quite happy with the NBN. There are a lot of people who are unhappy with the NBN. There's a lot of readers that I've heard from, my tech guide readers and also listeners, have said that they've got fibre to the premises and it's slower than their ADSL. Uh, I've heard of other people who are saying, yep, they're on NBN, they've chosen a, a 50 megabit per second plan, for example, or 100, and they're only getting 10. So what we're seeing here are the telcos, customers ringing the telcos, telcos blaming the NBN, NBN blaming the telcos. So it's just a big blame roundabout. And unless something's done to fix this, the complaints are going to increase. A lot of those complaints were because the speeds weren't right. A lot of the complaints were because there was a delay. People are being left without internet. So... It is a big job rolling this thing out, and we're over halfway and getting towards it. I'm scheduled to have mine between March and June next year. So I'll be in a better position to comment about my own NBN experience, but I'd love to hear yours. 
Tweet me at Stephen Fennec, and that's Stephen spelled with a PH, so at Stephen Fennec on Twitter, or email me, info at techguide.com.au. I want to put together some responses from the people who already have NBN. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Or not impressed either way? I'd love to hear from you. But the NBN is still going to continue the rollout. They're, they're expecting it to be done by about 2020, which is still two and a half years away. Uh, so... Tell us what you what you're thinking about it. What sort of what sort of connection you're going to get? You know, you can check that at the NBN website. You can enter your address, and it'll tell you not only what when it's going to be connected, but what type of connection you're going to get as well. A lot of people aren't aware of that, so definitely worth checking out. Do you agree? Is the NBN a massive waste of money? Is it a project that was a mistake? This is what uh, our prime minister has said about it, and. He's the one who kind of changed the goalposts when he became communications minister, and we're we're kind of stuck with it now. We need to continue. We can't stop now. We need to finish this thing and hopefully make everyone happy with it. If you want to read more about that story, check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Telstra today announced their new Telstra TV, and here's a product that relies on your internet connection, especially if you've got an N- the NBN. The Telstra TV is an updated little box that is created by Roku. This is a, a Roku-powered device. That's an American service. But they've created the brand-new Telstra TV that actually brings in Free-to-air TV, there is a, free, a tuner on board this one. Subscription TV, we're talking Foxtel now. And on-demand streaming, which is your Netflix and Stan and all those other services. It's all in the one unit, and it is 4K HDR compatible. Great news if you're a Telstra customer. It's going to be available to Telstra fixed broadband customers from October 31. And the original Telstra TV was quite a success. It sold more than a million units. It actually outsold Apple TV and Chromecast. So this was quite a popular device, and naturally Telstra wanted the follow-up to be even more impressive, and that it is with the ability to not only bring all of that content together from all those streams, free-to-air, subscription TV, on-demand streaming, 4K HDR, Great news with that. But what it's also managed to do is include a really handy universal search feature. One frustration with viewers, 65% of them, in fact, according to Telstra's research, are frustrated that they can't find the content they're looking for. So with this new Telstra TV comes with it a new search feature that runs across all the streams, all the catch-up services, so you can find exactly what you're looking for. You want to find a movie uh, that you, you want to try to watch a, a movie you've just thought of or a TV show that everyone's talking about at the water cooler? Well, this universal search feature will allow you to do that, and it will give you results based on where the show can be viewed, whether it's on free-to-air, whether it's on Netflix, on Stan, Foxtel now, wherever it happens to be, you will get uh, that information from this uh, the new universal search function. There's also an app that's been updated too, so that also allows you to not only search and control Telstra TV, but also watch content on that app as well through your Telstra account as well. So you've got all of these new features. So it is uh, Telstra calling it Australia's first integrated live TV catch-up and on-demand search function. 
So uh, that, that that's one of the top line features there. Uh, and a lot of a lot of content now you can gather into one place. Now, it doesn't give you Netflix for free. Stand for free allows you to log into those uh, accounts if you have them. So uh, you still got to pay your monthly Netflix fee. You still got to pay your monthly Stand fee, and any other fee you happen to be paying. Free to air is free, of course. So uh, they've also added a new service, Hey You, which is a reality show service that's got 4,000 top reality TV episodes and shows like Keeping Up With The Kardashians and all the Real Housewives shows uh, can be viewed on Hey You the same day as they air in the US. So if you're a reality show fan, that is definitely one to get into as well. Another interesting new feature is the coding. Uh, they've introduced HEVC, which is short for High Efficiency Video Coding. So what it does, it compresses the signal. So uh, you're not going to use as much data, and it's going to stream a lot smoother through Telstra TV. So that's good news as well. And I think a, a lot of the programs have been encoded there. Not all, uh, but a lot have. Uh, and as far as 4K uh, HDR programs, that's uh, HDR short for high dynamic range. So 4K is the amount of pixels you get. HDR is the quality of pixels you get. So uh, colors are richer, brighter, a lot more detail in dark places on the screen, dark patches on the screen. So uh, it does look a lot better. Uh, the content you can see in 4K right now is through uh, Netflix and, and also Stan have it as well. So Telstra TV coming soon. I think October 31 we said the date was, and it's going to be $99 for new and recontracting Telstra customers. I had a few inquiries asking, well, I'm already in a Telstra TV contract. What's the go there? Well, you'll have to contact Telstra about that, but my understanding is you have to complete that contract before you get the new Telstra TV unless you want to pay it out. It's up to between you and Telstra, I guess. Or you can purchase it outright for $192. There's also available on a contract, so if you want to take it out over 24 months, you're looking at $8 a month over 24 months. And it's been two years since the original Telstra TV, by the way, 2015, that was launched. The new Telstra TV, they're out October 31. And if you want to read our story about it and see what it looks like, it's a sleek-looking uh, piece of kit there, check out that story out and the pictures at techguide.com.au. Another hot topic is uh, energy prices, and there is uh, no shortage of, of people talking about how high their energy bills are nowadays. And the good news is, though, that a, a company that shook up the mobile phone industry, and in particular plans, the capped plan industry, uh, was a Masim. And they uh, have entered the energy market now offering competitive energy plans. And as I said, they are hoping to shake this up, compete with lower prices, and offer more value for customers. Uh, so the the rate, way we're going now is that you sign up with an energy company and you some sign up for a couple of years on a contract, maybe 12 months, and you've got your electricity, your gas, and if you, you're lucky, you've got some solar panels as well. Uh, these are things that, that you need to take into consideration. And then when you get your bill, you nearly collapse because it's a quarterly bill and it's pretty high. Well, what a Macy wants to do is make it all simple. Simple and transparent, that is their goal. That's what they did with the mobile plans. They were, they were the ones who, when mobile capped plans were were big, Amazing came in and reminded people that capped plans, the amount that is stated for that capped 
product plan is the minimum amount you're going to pay, not the maximum amount you're going to pay. And I think a lot of the telcos then sort of fell in and were, were very competitive to deliver to the customers uh, what Amazing was talking about. So they, they did have an effect on the market. Hopefully, they may have the same effect on the energy market as well because they're looking at not only providing great pricing but also discounts on usage and supply. And the discounts that you, that you sign up for don't expire. You get them all the time. So you're talking about uh, plans that are also paid monthly instead of quarterly. So rather than you getting a three-month bill that could maybe make you collapse under the weight of it, you are going to get a monthly plan that's hopefully cheaper. Uh, even if you add it up for a quarter, it's also going to be cheaper as well. So what Amazim's doing here, they're offering, uh, for example, the, the discounts for in, in electricity. Uh, New South Wales customers can get up to 35% discount on electricity usage and supply charges. South Australians, 28%. Victorians, 31%. Uh, gas, New South Wales can get about 13% discount. Victoria, 21%. Solar as well, 25% discount and $0.17 cents retailer feed-in tariff. So you're giving stuff back in the grid, you're going to get more money. So uh, they've got you covered there, electricity, gas, and solar. And Amazim, uh, these plans are also available right now. So if you uh, want to make a change, uh, apparently Amazim, and I've checked out the website, it is true, you can make a change really easily. There's four short little steps. It allows you to switch your energy provider to Amazim uh, online on their website, which I have put on my story on Tech Guide. So... Energy prices hopefully can come down, and we're not going to get all these massive electricity bills. I, 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 my my electricity bills have been quite high lately, especially after summer. I remember the bill, the first bill I had after summer, where we were running the air conditioner a fair bit, absolutely blew me away. We're talking four figures here. So, uh, and I'm not alone. There's a lot of people who've got very high bills, and and I'm talking people who are retired pensioners that have got high electricity bills they can't afford to pay. So this is an issue, a red hot topic, and this. This offer from Amazim, this plan of theirs has come at exactly the right time. So it's definitely worth checking out, and which you can do at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online. There's lots of valuable stuff that we have on our devices and our computers. We're talking family photos and videos, tax and important work documents. Well, imagine the feeling you'd get if all of a sudden they were gone. They were encrypted and impossible to retrieve. Well, what I've just described is something called ransomware. This is a malware that can lock you out of those important files and then demand you to pay up to have access to them. Now, this is actually on the rise in Australia. In fact, Australia is now the most targeted country for ransomware attacks in the Southern Hemisphere. Norton Security Premium is a powerful internet security solution that can help keep you safe from ransomware, including the recent WannaCry ransomware back in May. You can do this by blocking dangerous files, warning you against dodgy links before you click, and backing up files from your PC to the cloud so you'll have a copy if anything goes awry. To learn more about how to protect your online life, visit au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Tech Guide. Well, another another story that uh, can potentially scare you. There's a couple I've spoken about today that scares scares people. We're talking NBN speeds and 
uh, energy rising, energy prices. Well, another thing that you can be scared about is credit card skimming. Now, this is a real issue, and I'm not talking about the credit card skimmers that people uh, attach to ATMs. Uh, I'm talking about someone brushing past your pocket with a skimmer, a scanner of some type, and being able to scan your credit card as if you've made a tap-and-go payment. That there is real, that is happening, and it's on the rise. This electronic pickpocketing is a massive issue, and it's a crime that's costing Australians billions of dollars every year. Uh, the, the, the worrying thing about this is that you don't even know it's happening. Pickpockets, these electronic pickpockets, like a real pickpocket, a real pickpocket will go up to you, steal something out of your wallet, and you won't even know it's gone. And by the time you realize, the, that person, that thief's long gone. Same thing's happening with credit card skimmers, which can be done from up to 20 meters away, depending on the strength of their antenna. Now, it doesn't take much to scan your credit card, and for that matter, other things that can be scanned are things like your passport. Now, it's got a, the, the passports you get today have got a chip in them that can also be scanned so they can find out information about you. The other thing that can be scanned is a hotel room card key. So imagine some shrewd criminal sitting in the lobby of a hotel, watching people walk out of a hotel, scanning as many hotel room cards as they want, as they can, and then replicating those, so creating copies with that information, and then going up into their rooms and helping themselves. That is actually happening, and it's happening because of the credit card skimmers. Now, the good news is that you can protect yourself. There is a company called Travel Guard. They sell several products here in Australia, and they, they vary from cards that can just slip into your wallet. They've got passport holders. They've also got phone cases that not only protect your phone, but also protect the cards inside them. They've got a wallet purse as well. So plenty of options. But the alarming thing about it, though, as I said, is that the, the credit card skimming, the practice of credit card skimming is increasing. KPMG released some alarming statistics and said that there are 3,300 credit card skimming attempts per second globally, 198,000 per minute, and an amazing 11,888,000 per hour globally. So if you don't think this is a real issue, take a look at those figures and you'll realize that it is. Now, how Travel Guard's products work, they create an e-field around your credit cards, around your passport, and your hotel room keys. So what it does, it doesn't need to be powered. It doesn't need batteries. The Travel Guard is powered when it detects a field, a scanning field. So if some bludger's trying to get your information with the scanner, Travel Guard is powered up and creates this e-field around your credit cards and your passport and your hotel room keys so they get nothing. I demonstrated the, the, the Travel Guard with a tap-and-go station, a little terminal that I set up, and I had my credit card and the Travel Guard on top of it. And my credit card was even closest to the scanner, and it still wouldn't work because Travel Guard was there creating that e-field. Without the travel guard, could scan it all day. With the travel guard, nothing. So that technology is built into the the card itself. Uh, that's also built into the RFID pod wallet purse, which can fit in several cards and some change. 
There's also the passport holder. This is a handy product to have for you to take with you overseas. So it holds your passport, protects all that, holds your credit cards, hotel room key, all in the one one product. So you're going to be safe. Why let the criminal ruin your holiday? You can just have a $34.95 passport holder. The, uh, the Travel Guard card is $29.95. Uh, the phone case, the universal phone holder, the uh, the cool case they call it, uh, is is also priced at. It is well. There's a special actually they've created for Tech Guide listeners. They've created a complete travel pack for 149 dollars. So you get two travel guards, two passport holders, and a phone case for 149. So there's also a six pack for Tech Guide readers and listeners as well, which includes four travel guard cards and two passport holders for 99 bucks. That's a huge discount. But uh, I've put I've put all the pictures of those products and all the prices of those products, as well as links to the products too. If you really want to protect yourself, you can click through and buy them. I'll put all of those for you to look, for you to read at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Moving along, we're going to talk appliances now, and appliances from Samsung. They've had a launch uh, last week where they launched two new smart appliances. They launched the Flex Wash, which is a washing machine, and they also launched Family Hub 2.0, which is a smart refrigerator. Let's start off with the Samsung Flex Wash. Now, this is a Wi-Fi-enabled washing machine, but not just any old washing machine. This has both a top and front-loading washing machine. So you could effectively do two loads at the same time. If you're if you're a part of a large household, a family, what I'm saying now will be music to your ears because you can do more washes in less time. So the top washing machine's got a 2.5 kilo capacity, so smaller, a smaller wash, or if you want to put your delicates in there, that can easily handle that. The front loader has a 16 kilo capacity, which is massive for larger family washers. And there's also Wi-Fi on board, so you can also you can use an app on your phone to start it, stop it, change the cycle, or from your smartphone you'll get a notification when the when the washing's done as well. This is handy. Like on average, Australian households do five loads of washing a week. Three in four separate the delicates from the main wash, so you could have your rather than having to wait with the machine to finish and then put another load in. You can actually have your other items in the top loader to top washing machine and everything else in the in the front loading machine. So uh saves you time right there. Will also save you power as well because you you rather than doing you're doing kind of doing one wash even though it's two going on at the same time. Uh, and also saves you water too. So rather than having to use the one big machine for your delicates and your small stuff, you got a smaller washing machine for for that purpose. So the fam flex wash also has the uh, the front door, the, the patented door on the front of the front loader. So they call that, that, that that's the, the spot where if you've forgotten a sock or you've forgotten something to put in the wash, you can always throw it in through that little door on the front. So you, you can, uh, rather than having to stop the cycle uh, and, and chuck it in, you can just open the little door on the front and put it on board. So uh, you don't have to, that's the ad wash door, they call that. So rather than having to stop everything, interrupting the cycle, you can pop that door open and put in whatever you've forgotten and continue the load as you were. 
Now, the Family Hub 2.0 refrigerator, this is obviously the second edition of the uh, Family Hub refrigerator. Now, this is the fridge with the 21.5-inch display on the right-hand side. So it is a connected fridge. It is a smart fridge, and it's a fridge that can tell you from anywhere what's inside it. The way it does that is with some cameras. Every time you open and close the door, it takes a picture of whatever's inside. So if you're at the shops and thinking, do I need milk? Have I run out of cheese? How many eggs have I got? You can actually log in and see the very last photo that was taken on using from the Family Hub on your phone in the middle of the shopping centre and see, count exactly how many eggs you got left, see the level of your milk, and also how much or whatever else you got inside. Do you have any tomatoes? Have I got a cucumber? What do I need to buy? You can see this from your phone because it takes a photo of everything every time the door is opened. So how handy is that? Normally, I'd have got to text my wife and say, do we need milk? Do we need eggs? Or normally, I get the text message, oh, while you're there, we need, we need eggs, we need milk, we need bread. So this one lets you find that out for yourself. And with the 21.5-inch LED touchscreen, this is not only a little digital bulletin board, because anyone with a fridge with a little, uh, they put all their notes in their photos and leave notes to each other on the fridge. The fridge becomes kind of the central part of the home, which it is. So family members can now share handwritten notes. They can post photos, update each other's calendars. So really easy to manage that. And also, of course, I've already mentioned, it's really easy to manage your food as well because you've got those cameras on the inside. But what you can also do through that screen, it's connected, don't forget, so you can download recipes, display them on the screen. You can listen to music. You can, you can, even, uh, you can even access your Spotify account, tune in radio, listen to music while you're there as well. But not only that, you can also order groceries directly from the fridge. Family Hub 2.0 has a pre-installed Woolworths app. So you can order directly from the fridge door and have those groceries delivered to your doorstep. How cool is that? Now, how many times have you run out of something and what, what, what's the first thing you do? You go over and you write on a shopping list what you need to buy. Well, how about, it, wouldn't it be better if you could just actually order what you needed right there and then using the screen on your fridge? That is what you can do. The Family Hub 2.0. It's priced at, well, there's, there's two models. There's the 634-litre flat door, French door, the flat French door. That's $6,199. Then there's the 671-litre French door, 5999. So one is, say, let's call it 6200 and let's call the other one 6000 uh, But it is a big fridge, though, big double-door fridge, massive freezer underneath, your, your refrigerator on top and plenty of room inside. There's drawers. You can fit a, a ton of food in this thing. And you've got that smart screen as well. There's also a uh, an ice water dispenser as well, and, and it dispenses ice. So that's on the left-hand door, really handy. And then, of course, you've got your flex wash. So if you're a big household, uh, this isn't a cheap washing machine. It's $3,500, and but it can handle two loads at once. So if you're in a big household, family, kids, the whole bit, this could be the the device, the appliance that can save you time and also save you money on the water too. You won't be, won't be using as much water and, and it's pretty energy efficient as well. The Samsung appliances, there for you to see. You can check them out at my website, techguide.com.au. Now, I am, as you probably already know, 
a massive Star Wars fan. I was so excited to see the Last Jedi trailer. I was actually, would you believe, I was on a plane when it came out, so I was unable to access it until I landed. We're talking several hours after everyone else. I was so anxious to see it. And when I did get to see it, I actually had landed in Hong Kong on my way to Seoul. And when I did see it, boy, was I impressed. I really loved that trailer. In fact, I wrote about it, about all the questions that need to be answered and things we learned, etc. I wrote about that on, uh, on Tech Guide the very, the very day, that same day. Well, while we're on the subject of Star Wars, and I really first thing first time I saw these products, they're from VTech. Uh, it's a Star Wars camera watch and a Star Wars digital camera. The first thing I saw, or I said when I saw these products, I said, "Wow, I, I wish there were products like this, Star Wars gadgets and toys like this when I was a kid." Best I could, I had when I was young was few action figures. I think I had the Star Wars board game. I think it was called the Escape the Death Star board game. And that was about it. There wasn't as much merch uh, as there is today. Today you can get everything with Star Wars on it, and I mean everything. There's so many products you can buy. But in this case, though, the VTech, a couple of cool gadgets here for young Jedis, as I said in my story. The VTech Star Wars Camera Watch. This is, of course, a watch, and it's got an adjustable face. It's got a 1.44-inch color touchscreen and has a camera on the top edge of the watch. So when you're wearing it and you activate the camera, you simply just got to move your wrist to frame the photo and then press the capture button. So that can capture, and the pictures are only 0.3 of a megapixel in resolution, but fun to, to look at, fun to decorate. You can decorate them with a Star Wars theme, a frame, a filter. Uh, but the good thing about this is not just a camera. There's also three Star Wars games on board, and these are motion-sensitive. So while they're, they're on your wrist, you can be playing these games. Uh, a lot of fun you can have anywhere because it's literally strapped to your wrist. The games are called Astro Asteroid Battle, where you're piloting the Millennium Falcon, uh, and you're shooting asteroids as well. I think a little bit out of uh, scene out of Empire Strikes Back comes to mind. There's also the BB-8 rotation puzzle where you've got to turn things around and match them up. And there's also the Find the Fighter game where you've got to destroy TIE Fighters, which is always fun. Uh, there's also a voice-changing recorder. You can even enjoy some sound effects. You can there's uh, choices are Ray's lightsaber, Kylo Ren's lightsaber, BB-8, C-3PO, a Millennium for the Millennium Falcon, an X-wing or a Tie Fighter. Now, how these sounds are activated is when you move your arm around, and then it makes a sound. So, if you were say to choose Kylo Ren's lightsaber, when you move your arm in a certain direction, it sounds like him swinging his lightsaber. Uh, so, that is a huge amount of fun if you want to create those amazing sounds. Also on board is a pedometer, so counts his steps, an alarm clock, a timer, a stopwatch, a calculator and a calendar, and of course, you can set the different watch face patterns. There's plenty to choose from, and plus it's got some nice stylized band with Star Wars written on it and a character. There there are three to choose from, in the, the patterns. There's the uh, Stormtrooper Black, which has got a black band, Stormtrooper White, which is a white band and a white body, a white watch, and there's BB-8 Orange as well, so plenty of choices there. And that's priced at eighty nine ninety five, and available from Toys R Us and JB Hi-Fi. Now, the other product VTech have is the Star Wars Stormtrooper digital camera. This is also eighty nine ninety five, and it actually looks like a first order Stormtrooper. You can see the eyes and the and the mouth and the shield, and it's got two large handles so that. 
you can actually hold it like a real camera. This digital camera has two megapixel resolution. It's got four times zoom as well. Captures images and videos. And you can also use your Star Wars filters and effects. Has a 1.8 inch color display on the back. Uh, it's also got an, a directional control so you can easily navigate the menus. Top right grip has the shutter button. So when you're holding it, you're actually pressing the shutter button on top. So it actually feels and works like a real camera. There's even room to put a micro SD card because uh, this is 2 megapixel resolution. So you can store your images on a micro SD card. Uh, so your images and videos, you can store them on a card that is as, as big as you can afford. So you can keep taking your photos. And as well, there are games on board, three different games than the watch, though. So smart of VTech to do that because there'd be a lot of super fans that will buy both the camera and the watch. So they've got both the products, but also all the new, the different features. The, the games on the camera are Fighter Battle, First Order Escape, and BB-8 Run. So if you bought both products, you've got six games to play. The VTech Star Wars Stormtrooper digital camera uh, takes your photos, shoots your videos, and plays games, and is available from Toys R Us and selected retailers. Both of those VTech products are priced at eighty nine ninety five. And if you want to read about both of them, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've just introduced Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every part of your home, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, no complaints either. Just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square meters through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favorite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximize the speed you're already paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Our Tech Guide Help Desk this week, I had an email from a concerned parent, and uh, she was worried about the access that her child has on uh, their iPad. And it's the same iPad that, while it's restricted at home, it's not restricted at school. Now, I think the restrictions she has in place, there's an app that can actually shut off access to certain sites and uh, cuts off access to the internet at a certain time as well. So, but, but the parent's concern is that she loses that control when the iPad is taken to school. And I'm sure the school network has restrictions in place. But my suggestion is that there can actually be restrictions on the iPad itself. So that, yes, you can restrict the network. Uh, There are some internet security software uh, features that allow parents to take control of not only what their kids look at, but when they're looking at it and cut off connection to that particular device in the home. But the issue here is that the iPad is taken out of the house, out of the range of the home network, 
used at school, used on the way to school perhaps, and those restrictions don't take any effect in that instance. But going back to what I said earlier, you can actually get into the iPad's uh, parental controls and change things, uh, access certain apps, uh, access to certain types of sites, but I don't think you can restrict usage altogether. You can just limit the usage. That was a concern for the parents. So the, the iPad, naturally, Apple wants the iPad to be used all the time, so they're not going to restrict anyone's usage of it. You can't just stop it working. But on networks, you can. The issue for, for this parent is that she can't do can't restrict it when when the iPad is out of the network. Well, let's uh, let's hopefully assume that the school has similar strict network uh, restrictions on their network already. So it's only sort of that middle area where the iPad is on its way to school and on the way home that those things can't be seen. But as I said, parental controls can give you some peace of mind that, yes, if they're using it in the middle of the day, at least they're not seeing things they're not supposed to be seeing. We've written about these stories plenty of times and also mentioned it in our reviews of uh, internet security software that do handle, uh, have got quite good parental controls. A lot of people aren't aware of that. So check whatever, whatever internet security software you happen to be using, check it out and see if it does have those features for you to use. If you do have kids of your own and you want to have a little bit more control about what they see and do with these devices, then check out your internet security software. And of course, there's dedicated software that can do this, do this as well. So many choices to make out there but if you do have your internet security software check out it check out the settings there may be something for there that's already in there for you to use so rather than you having to go out and buy anything there is already something there ready to go you want to read more about all of those things that we've spoken about about parental restrictions we've reviewed a lot of those products as well you can check them out at techguide.com.au And that's the end of our show. Once again, apologies for my voice. I know it sounds a little different. or uh, Hopefully you, you don't mind the sound of it. But again, it, it was uh, me belting out a lot of Midnight Oil songs at the Hunter Valley. Uh, that's the end of our show. Thank you for joining us. You can read about everything we've spoken about, of course, at techguide.com.au. And we'd love to hear from you as well. We do want to hear from you. I mean literally hear from you. You can download the Voice Byte app. That's uh, free on iOS and Android. I should know because I'm the co-founder of this app. And what it allows you to do is record a 15-second question. You may have a 15-second review of a product that you quite liked or didn't like. Uh, ask me questions, and then I'll play your voice bot. I'll play your voice on the Tech Guide podcast. So if you want to hear yourself on this podcast... How you can do it is by downloading VoiceBite and using the hashtag, either hashtag AskSteven, hashtag TechGuide, or hashtag TechGuideReview. So try that out. Download the app. It's free on iOS and Android. We would love to play your voice on our podcast. And it's not just me reading out your email. This is you talking. Your voice will be on the show. You can also, of course, if you feel uh, that you want to email me, info at techguide.com.au, you can do that as well. But I will give preference to the voice bites because it's going to sound great. Special thanks, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. And we also want to thank Norton, the company that helps keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 